As a Catholic farm girl in Minnesota, I certainly never expected to ever be the Jewish party maven. But 4,400 parties and 26 years later, I am indeed an expert at Jewish parties. I am fiercely committed to helping the best vendors book more parties in this amazing, lucrative, and incredibly loyal Jewish party market. Let's go. Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today, we have the great honor of talking with Steve Trudell from Your Generation in Concert. So hello, Steve. Hello. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm thrilled to be able to talk with you. I haven't got to see you in a while, but I know we get to work together again soon. And it's always amazing because your band is incredible. So let's start with that. Tell us a little bit about your band. Well, it's um, it's an eight eight piece group. Your generation in concert. Um, I, it, it certainly lives up to the name. Uh, what whatever music uh, from your generation? We we cover about five decades of music. So as I say, we we go from uh, eight to eighty from the uh, from the outhouse to the penthouse. And, uh, that's, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. We cover you know. We literally have little kids that, that dance to the group and sing along, and then we have oh. we're 80, 80 years old and older, you know, that just love the group. So we built something that's diverse. Um, it has a good cross-section of people in it, as well as diversity, um, both girls and guys. And, um, you know, we... Uh, so you started this band from scratch, right? I did. I did, yes. So tell us about that. How do you build a band? Well, because most bands are like, I'm the guitar player, so I'm going to create a group around me. But you're not on stage. No, no. Uh, well, my business is contracting orchestras and choirs. I worked with my father since I was a little boy. And mm-hmm. um, he, he, he was someone named Johnny Trudell, and he made all those Motown records. That was his orchestra. And he was a bit of a legend in Detroit. He passed away in May. Yeah, but, a bit of a legend. That's a serious understatement. Yeah, um, know and, all, all over the world they've known him and they know his work. When they hear Motown, he's a trumpet player and yep. it's arranging and, and he put those orchestras together for, for, for Barry Gordy mm-hmm. um, as a contractor there as well. So he was really, and he, and he built the arranging staff there. So I grew up working with him and working for all kinds of artists. So I, I, he probably... He probably worked for a thousand artists in his career. So I, I was, I, I started out as a band boy and I mm-hmm. went to the roadie and, um, and, you know, and put together all the equipment and sound and lighting and everything for him. And, and then I started managing his orchestras and started contracting myself. Oh. Okay. So how do you put together this band? Yeah. So the band came out of, out of me coming home a lot because I travel a lot, you know, and um, I still travel quite a bit. And, I'm the, jealous. Yeah. I want to travel more. <laughs> yeah, I have to be home. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I, I kept coming home and my father was working with the orchestra and playing a lot of um, corporate gigs and, and um, a lot of high-end weddings. And he was doing a lot of Jewish work, mm-hmm. you know, the Hermelins and the Sosniks and Bill Davis. But you're not Jewish, right? No. Um, but we're Polish. I'm not Jewish either. And I- Polish on my grandmother's side. They're heavy Polish. And there's always been talk that we might be Polish Jewish, you know. So I know well, I got to do the, I got to do the, you know. <laughs> Genealogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Um, so you say to yourself, I want to put together this band. How do you do it? 
Yeah, well, it was a necessity because I felt like there wasn't a group like this here. And people were, one thing that people were, 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 were hiring groups from New York City and different places and bringing it, spending a fortune on it. The quality wasn't here. It just, you couldn't find anything like this here. Um, I wanted to manage a group, but, and, but I ended up having to build one uh, because, you know, it was traditional. It was, it was my father. It was these other groups that had been playing for so long. And, and it was good, but there was younger people coming and they wanted to hear something different. And so they were hiring DJs. And I thought, well, live music is still very important. Why not Absolutely. do something, something that, they, that they would, you know. So when we started working, we started working with DJs. So what do you do? You put an ad out on Gig Salad and say, I want a trombone player? Like, no, no. I knew, exactly. I, I knew a lot of people and I, I uh, from doing my orchestra work and I just knew a lot of musicians around Detroit. And so uh, I just would network and, and then, and then keep people in mind over the years. You know, I, I really did like Brian Lord. I saw him play with Mitch Ryder years ago at Michigan theater in Ann Arbor. And I met him and I thought, well, this guy's cool. He's got to make a grand, great, a great band leader, a great music director. There is. And he is. And he's, been, and we all know him and love him. So, and I keep an eye out for, for, for a lot of lot of uh, younger talent, um, I work with the um, Mosaic Choir in Detroit, so they have a lot of kids there that um, they're not they're not they don't they don't go out and look for jobs for for the singers. So you got to kind of ask, you got to talk to people, and you got to work on it. And remember, your generation is not for every musician because it's a lot of work, and we travel and we do 180 shows a year, and you got to you know what it's like. You've seen us in action and. Everyone's load got and unload, load and unload. Clothes <laughs> have to be right and everything. We're very particular about everything. So, so when I started building it, I thought, well, I need a stylist, I need sound guys, I need lighting guys, I need a lot of equipment and stuff. And it was, you know, it was a, 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 a it was a very big financial investment over time. And uh, but I think we built something that's really quality. When people walk in, and I've had a lot of celebrities come in, like very successful international type of musicians and they'll see us playing at a hotel ballroom or they'll see us playing at a private party or we played for their parties or travel to Florida or travel to California or wherever we go. And people always say, what is this? Wow, this is different, you know, because it's a semi-national act. It's yep. not your typical local wedding corporate band, as you know. Or, or bar I get the pleasure of working with you at weddings, but is our weddings your mainstay? No. What is your main gig with your it's, generation? It's a it's a mix. It's it's casinos. It's it's theaters, small theaters, um, performing arts centers, uh, uh, outdoor festivals, indoor festivals. You know, but um, and concerts. We'll play concerts, uh, and you know, uh, weddings are. What happened with the weddings, especially the Jewish weddings, is it took hold. We didn't go to it. Uh, the, the wedding <laughs> came to us. Right. It, they said, "Hey, you've got something good here. We saw you play a festival. Absolutely. We, do you, do you, we still get emails to this day going, do you play weddings? Mm -hmm. You guys are more of a, you know. So we set down a new standard, and um, and you often in time here you see different bands over playing Cleveland. So you see these different band members come out and see us." And they're they're over there, you know, typing up uh, our set list. <laughs> the set list doesn't that doesn't that doesn't make the band. You know, a million dollars in money makes the band, and and the clothes and the stylists and the, and 
you know, putting the right songs together. It's a real science what we do. We spend a lot of time. Um, we have two studios and we spend a lot of time in there figuring this out. It's a real psychological thing, what people will dance to and what they won't. We played songs, you play them one time and, and it's crickets and you, you go, well, we're done with that one. You know, you tr- we've gotten better at that uh, over time. It's <laughs> you know, going, well, that's not going to work, you know, and then you have things that work so well that you wouldn't expect. And uh, having four lead singers and three other People, we have eight piece band, so we have you know we have a total of seven singers. So that's a really good palette. I mean, you can't there, there's anything we can't cover and from Bohemian Rhapsody to Ariana Grande to Whitney Houston to whatever's current. So, do you have a favorite gig? Something you did over the years? How long have you been doing this? Oh, I've been doing this since I was a kid. So, so twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would work with dad when I was five, six years old. I would travel with him. So, um, you know, I was like his guy, you know, and it was his, I was his wingman, you know, his little yeah. buddy. I know and so no, thousands of gigs and, and I worked for hundreds of artists. And uh, so do you have a favorite? Something that sticks out that that was the top. And if I can ever be that. Oh, yeah. There's gigs that I've done with my orchestras, like uh, Shea Stadium with, with Billy Joel and Paul McCartney. And there was about 15 other artists that was the closing of Shea Stadium was called Last Play at Shea, and it's still televised. Mm-hmm. That, and, um, you know, working with, uh, with with artists with my father over the years, I read a lot of, from Tony Bennett to uh, Frank Sinatra, I did gigs with him, I did, to, you know, there's so much. So, so much with your Bennett. generation in concert, you have a favorite gig? With that group? Um, ooh. Uh, I have to say it's Jewish Wedding with you. Uh, oh, right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, well, we always know when we do work with you and your crew, um, you see the red coach, you come in and it's wonderful, you know, because we know things Thank are going to be done right. We know things are going to be taken. It's a good team. And then when you have a venue, the right venue, you know, um, you, you roll in and you, and you, and you don't have problems. Mm-hmm. And, and where we live uh, in, in our businesses, no problems is a good day. You know, and uh, we try to make it seamless. So when we work with you guys with Red Code, we, we you know, that's going to be there, her crew. We get that done. But but favorite gigs, um, you know, we'll do uh, we'll do um, Hobnawagalo. That's a big one. Do sure. fireworks in Detroit. It's always a good one for us mm-hmm. with, with uh, you know Div and Tony Michaels and the Prey Company and Jessica and that that crew there. Um, they're they're always wonderful. Um, sometimes you'll travel and, um, you know, you'll do a gig and, and, and you'll, you know, we play a lot of, a lot of beautiful homes and we just did a gig in Connecticut on Long Island Sound and, and the, the homes you go to and the people you meet. So I'd say it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a body of work. It's a, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just, you know, but there's been times we play for 10,000 people, we play a festival and it's on, it is on. And they kind of know who we are and they kind of don't know who we are. We're, we'll go somewhere like Ludington or somewhere, you know, in Indiana or wherever it is. Um, I know uh, we have one coming uh, next year, the Kentucky Derby, the night before we're playing that. And cool. uh, as years go on, the gigs get bigger. And, uh, you know, we did one uh, in Vegas last year with Lenny Kravitz for uh, Deloitte and Touche for their, for their millionaire party. And they fell in love with us. Huh? Awesome. Hey, good people to know. 
Yeah, it was a side by side. We were not an opener and it was a live nation gig. And so, um, so there's all kinds of stuff, but to think about, we do art speeds and eats and we're the only local, you know, regional group that gets to headline with the other acts. So that's all. So obviously gotten some business advice along the way and you've given some business advice. So do you have some piece of business advice for somebody who's trying to be in the Jewish wedding market? Someone who's trying to start a band? It's about details and it's about, you have to understand what that, you know, it's like you can talk about the festival market. You can talk about the concert market, but, but when you're talking about the Jewish wedding market, it's very, very particular in many ways. And you it's really... It's the biggest day of their life. No? Not only that, um, but I find the Jewish community to be built of quality people who are discerning. They know talent because um, they travel a lot of these folks that we play for. And they, they know Broadway and they know New York City and they know concerts and they've seen Bruce Springsteen and they've seen you know, uh, Ariana Grande, and they've seen Bruno Mars, they know quality and they expect quality at, at, at their functions. And, um, and so I'd say if you're putting a band together, that's a very difficult, it, it takes a lot of know-how, a lot of money, a lot of talent. I've seen people try to get into that world. And um, again, we, we, you know, yeah, people knew my name because my father had been playing there with the orchestra for so many years, for so many. And as you know, you knew him. So he played for everybody there. And uh, but when you, you, you know, I knew some of the folks there, but it didn't matter if I knew everybody, uh, you know, you got to perform Showstack, at least Showstack or the Applebaums or whatever family, the Frigés, whoever we, we, we all these wonderful families that have become friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not um, the Orleys. I mean, you, you're not gonna. You're not. You're not playing their wedding if you're not quality. You're not, and you're not. You're not producing their wedding. You're not. You're not planning their. You're not event. Yep. It's not quality. People. People are discerning. That's what I know about the, the, mm-hmm. the Jewish wedding market. So what we built is quality, and, and and you have to have a ball team, and it costs a lot of money to acquire players for a ball team. You know, I, I don't mean to keep going back to the money, but if you want someone like Takashi to play bass for you, and we all know Takashi, he, he's not cheap. And, 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 you know, good work is not cheap and cheap work is not good. <laughs> so if you want, I, I, I acquired him. I kept my eye on him for about a year and a half. And we would have meetings. And so I just, I just, I just got a drummer I've had my eye on. He's 24 years old. I have a, 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 a you know, quite a, quite a crew of, the ages range from 45 to 21 years old. And just the magic of keeping those people to play well in the sandbox together has to be a good trick too. You know what? I got to tell you, knock on wood, you know, uh, the, I've not had those problems. I've not had, um, I've if not you had don't, it's because you're making decisions that factor that in because otherwise you would be having those problems. Right. No, you, you factor it in, you know, when you have an audition or you're meeting somebody, you want to know what their vices are. You want to know what their playmanship is. You want, you want to know yep. uh, what, you know, what they're capable of and what they're not, what they're not capable of. And, uh, you know. Okay. Um, okay. So back to that business advice. So your advice is it's all about the details. 
this details yeah well isn't it for you as well i mean you oh, know, but okay how about the money do you have advice on how to price your band uh yeah you, you don't get greedy uh, <laughs> don't get greedy make your money over time you know yeah. if you're going into the ferrari dealership you're going to pay for a ferrari mm -hmm. if, if you're if, you know if you're going to go buy something else uh i'm not going to name any other cars but you know, you you don't you, get a Volkswagen at a Ferrari. You don't get a Ferrari at a Volkswagen price. Well, depends on what Volkswagen you're buying and what Ferrari you're buying. Yeah, <laughs> but no, kidding aside, I, uh, you know, we're not we're not we're not priced outrageous. But you know, the attitude of with 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 some um, you know band leaders who lead their bands and 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 and, and I respect that. They don't run an office, you know. Clients respect when you, when you call and, and, and you have a full time office, and we're the only group here that has that. We have a full time office. That's really important, and that's really again very expensive to run an office and to have people there seven days a week or five days a week. And and, and the other thing too is we're on call. You know, we're we're like doctors. We we are on call. Amanda and I. And Brian, the band leader, the three pieces, you know, Amanda runs the office and runs management. I'm out there managing and producing. And Brian is, is the band leader. And Andy's our production manager. The four of us can be reached 24 hours a day. Clients like that. There's a lot of places. Right there. Yep. You can't reach this bass player guy who's leading his band. And it's yeah. nothing against him. But most of these guys have families or they, they have other interests. And, and music is a part-time thing for them. We're not. We're full-time in it. So... That's that's really important. Mm -hmm. No, that's very important. So, very cool. Yeah. Well, I know you've been around doing this for a while. So tell us again about your band. So you can be reached at yourgenerationinconcert.com. Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All our phone numbers are emails on there. We're on Instagram. You know, we're so if people want to find you, should they YouTube you? Should they go to your website? What's the best way to go to the website, yourgenerationinconcert.com? You know, you can always reach us through or on Instagram. Awesome. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Terrific. Well, I'm really excited to have you on the show today, and I'm excited to be working with your fabulous team again. How did you get through COVID? What did you do? Well, we had a meeting early on. Um, I was out, uh, I, I work with Michael Buble and Josh Groban and Train Siberian Orchestra. Those are, you know, some of my tours that I provide orchestras for. And I was out and I had five tours going at one time. I had Il, Il Volo, Il Divo, the Italians and all that. And I was in Florida and um, the band was at home and the band was playing. And um, we have a regular house band gig at the Mori when we're not at the Mori in Birmingham and the Mori in Royal Oak balance places and uh they're wonderful wonderful venues and we're known as the house group there when when we're around you know we haven't been there in a while because we've been busy but uh but you know uh i i i came home i drove home i didn't know what covid was so much but i knew and, and all of my work all five of those tours got canceled in 24 hours it went that quick and uh I I was walking out of Disney Disney Hall in Orlando. I had just gotten to orchestra and choir on stage for Josh Groban, and I had got my car, and it was very quiet out in the streets and stuff. 
and 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 all these phone calls and texts and stuff were coming in from managers saying it's this is a bad thing. It's it's you know. And I was hearing all these things about people being stranded in Europe on different tours. And because you, when you're out there, you're, you're around tour managers and managers and all that and agents and, and promoters. And you're hearing about the music business out there, what's happening. And that, and it was, things were shutting down. So I drove to Nashville, didn't know what to do. So I had no idea. It was very strange. It was surreal. It was like, it was like twilight zone. And I had, I, I drove and I, um, kept talking to people, but nobody really knew what was going on. And uh, when I got home, the band was continuing to play. And Aaron Bellin was like, yeah, we're going to keep the Maury open. We're going to roll through this. So we just kept playing and the band was getting uncomfortable. I was getting uncomfortable. And I said, no, enough is enough. So we stopped for a couple of weeks and I had a meeting at a park uh, out in Livonia and I met with everybody and we sat on these picnic tables. There was, there was literally about 30 picnic tables and, and you had a band member on each picnic table, you know, and the crew guys were there and everything. And, uh, and, um, you know, uh, I asked everybody, what do you want to do? Cause this is really bad. And when, and they're like, we want to play. I'm like, Aaron's offering us to play through this at the Maury's. And I was like, well, I don't know about this, you know? So we did, we played 60, we played 62 gigs during COVID. And at one point at the height of COVID, we got asked to play a fest, like a outdoor concert. It wasn't really a festival up in St. Clair, Michigan, along the river, St. Clair river. And, um, we did it again. I kept asking the band and oddly enough, there was a couple band members sick in November, pretty bad. We were recording at that time in the studio and we, we sent these people home. So we didn't know when we had any idea what that was, you know, yeah. at that time. So, so that's what we did. We played and then it got bad and, uh, and everything got shut down and Michigan shut down and we, and we shut down. And so I think it was about three months where we didn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just went in the recording studio and made music. And we found a studio out in Plymouth where we had four different vocal rooms so everybody was isolated and everyone had masks on and everybody was careful and then and then everybody got vaccinated and um you know i to me that was everything was 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 getting vaccinated it still is you know um i had a a a dear friend of mine one of my my best buddy in the whole world yesterday got vaccinated and he was a total anti-vaxxer and he called me he said I'm, I got vaccinated because of you. Wow. Like, wow, man. Really? And he's like, huh? yeah. Yeah. I said, well, I don't want something to happen to you. You know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of vaccinations. So I don't, I don't tell people what to do. I would never, but I do know that the musical tours were starting up again. And I know that people have to be vaccinated in order to get into the venues and so on and so forth on, on my team anyway, not, not from my, my doing, but, the, the, the business is requiring those people are on buses and people are in airplanes and people are traveling on these music tours. So, you know, I saw Lollapalooza, which I'm, which I've got some orchestra people on tonight and tomorrow uh, for Perry Farrell. So I'm doing Lollapalooza today. Well, I'm here, but I'm, I'm doing it, you know, I'm contracting it. So anyway, uh, amazing stuff going on. It's always fun to talk to you. It's always something, you know, it's always something that we're doing. Your group is just terrific. And what I know about your group over and over and over again is that they 
feed off the crowd. And they do. Jewish people know how to party. And that's what's so fun is to watch your band respond to the crowd, respond to you, respond to the crowd. It just feeds off each other. And it ends up with this amazing night every time. And I love that. Yeah, the Jewish weddings, I say this, Pat, they turn into concerts. Hmm? And you wouldn't think that by arriving there, everyone. So, but by the time it's going after 930 or whatever time it is, and the, and the drinks are flowing for, for those people, uh, our band does not drink, but, <laughs> you know, we, we have a policy, but, uh, but everyone else does and has a good time usually. And uh, once those once those parties get rolling, it just gets it gets crazy. It turns into a concert, a full on concert. And in uh, in your generation, they love them. They just love them. And I'm proud. You know, I stand there on the side of the stage and I watch. Absolutely. And I see you there at the gigs. And I think I think we're all proud of of what it is. You know, we got it's something really special. There's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of hard work involved. All of that. And the harder you work, the luckier you are. I know how that works too. But it's an amazing thing to be part of people's very best days in their lives. And I say that week after week, and I mean it week after week. It's an incredible thing and an honor to be part of all that. And yeah, what we do, what you do, what I do at the end of the day, with all of, all the stuff that goes on beforehand, uh, when you're there, um, doesn't matter what, what, who we are, where you're from, uh, they're having a good time. And what we do is a little piece of making people happy. Exactly. Bring joy well, well, again, I thank you for being with me today. I'm going to sign up and say, call your generation in concert. They will guarantee your dance floor jam-packed all night long. Thank you and so much. It's a great thing. <laughs>